Hi everybody, this is Stephen St. Clair, and guess what? I managed to nail down Sadie K. Frazier. Hey! Happy Sunday! So, we're doing this new thing through Podbean where you can podcast wherever you're at. So, this is my first time. I'm not going to have the usual... Um, well, I guess we'll just find out how it turns out. Uh, I won't have as much options this way, but you know, it's still going to sound really good. So you might ask, why, why on a Sunday? Am, am I not feeling very good? Am I not right in the head? Um, <laughs> answers may vary on the second one, um, but my editor slash wife slash cover designer best friend you name it she does it um we kind of have a thing coming out tuesday i was gonna say we kind of have a thing we have a thing yeah a lifetime (laughs) we've had a a thing for 23 years oh longer than that but what's your current thing oh my current thing you ask so if you're just joining or you're a long time listener like i have that many episodes out you know um I am an author, and Sadie is an author, but we also, well, we wear multiple hats, but this is one of our favorite hats, is a podcaster. Um, so two years ago was my last book release, but I believe it was a joint book release, was it not? Yep, Have Fate Will Travel. I can't believe it's been two years. Two years, I don't know. Neither two, one of us have put anything out for two years. two years gone? We, well, I know where part of Life. the problem is is I spread myself too thin over yep. multiple writing projects. And that's what hung me up is at the end of last year, I set a goal and, and I said, I've got to finish something by the end of the year. And so I did. I got what is coming out Tuesday called The Sight of Love. Yep. And for any of you guys listening, shocker, it's a romance. It's got a lot of adventure yeah, in it, too, it's, it's got some other stuff in there, too. I, I, I try to stay well-rounded. I don't, you know, it's... You, you're, you're right with what you, you know and you feel. And um, the book itself is called The Side of Love, which I just mentioned. But it is kind of a... I don't know that it's strictly a cop drama romance, but it centers around... Um, I would call... I would say Anne is probably the first character lead maybe Mm -hmm. but it starts with her uh she is a police officer who gets injured in the line of duty and uh she gets caught in a a muzzle flash that blinds her and uh months later um a little bit of her sight comes back she can see light and shadows but in her mind that's not good enough what 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 good is that if she can't, she can't be a cop anymore. Especially she, for a cop, yeah. You got to, you got to be able to see. You know, you can't. If you can't see, you can't shoot anybody. Um. So, the area she lives in, I believe, I put in Oregon. It could be Washington. I don't think I ever set that definitive location. Pacific Northwest. Yeah, PNW. So she lives on top of this mountain by herself, and her friend Erica's, you know, her bestie, she supports her through and thin, and. Lo and behold, a new neighbor pops up. Brand new house, rolls up in this car, and... I read it, and he sounds yummy. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Anne's pretty yummy, too. (laughs) Um, You have to make the characters appealing. I'm glad you segued on that one. You can't... You know, you just... You gotta have 
people need that visual, like, ooh, who am I reading about? I just read that yesterday that said, like, when people jump into a book right away without um, the the readers connecting with their character first, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, hold them to the beginning of the book. So you should always introduce your character and have them fall in love with that character before you start all the drama and everything. So yep, and I thought that was kind of cool advice. A little, a little side note, I don't, it's appropriate, but I don't know. When Sadie and I were doing my book cover, we were trying to find pictures, and I wanted a picture of a couple holding hands. We found this picture is really nice. I'm like, um, that's not a white guy's hand. <laughs> and she's a, Sadie was like, what? I go, yeah, look at the hand. It's it's a black dude's hand. Which and, is absolutely fine, but it's not. it doesn't portray your character. And to no. us, that took away from, you know. And in the book trailer video that we did, we found an image. I'm like, yeah, that, that could be um, Jameson Morgan. And then we found a female picture. I'm like, yep, that could be Anne Malone. Which conflicted with the, the pictures on the cover of a white female and a black male. I'm like, that doesn't fit. So we had to change it. But um, so Jameson Morgan comes into the picture now. And um, they're neighbors and... Long and the short, life takes you down some pretty dark roads, but if you if you have a best friend that can kind of steer your, your car of life straight down the road, uh, you can go on some pretty amazing adventures. Enter Jameson Morgan, bioengineer. Now, I use that term bioengineer in the book loosely. He's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, but he just builds, he designs. Um, so I won't reveal all the juicy details, but let's just say there is a love story. Uh, he's her superhero, and not just Anne's, but several people's. But with any good love story, there has to be a bad guy. Yep. And enter oh. Anne Malone's ex, Travis. Um, he comes in at the, what's the, the, the penultimate? Is that the right word to say there? Yeah, pinnacle. Uh, pinnacle? Yeah. Actually, I would say second pinnacle because... Yeah, that's very true. There's some happy stuff that happened at the pinnacle, but maybe on the downslope of the, yeah. bo the book. I liked when you threw in her ex, though. I liked the darkness of that part of it and the drama and the adventure that that pulled you know, in. I, I walked you through the house as Anne it is creeping through. pretty intense. Now, I just kind of gave away. I did a faux pas there. Anne's blind, so how is she creeping through the house? You'll have to wait and uh, find I'll, out. I will say hashtag bioengineer, hashtag invention. How about that for all you youngins out there? There you go. So, my book comes out Tuesday. Um, I believe, what did we say? It was my seventh, sixth I that I solo wrote. I don't remember. I think it's your seventh. But I have no, three. it's your eighth with Ethereality, too. Yeah. So, we have, all in all, I think I have seven books out. Sadie has, will have eight. She's always one ahead of me. I don't know how that happened. Um, Tuesday. Um, so to briefly, uh, I'm trying to think of how to cram as much info in this podcast. Um, Sadie and I are self-published authors. Uh, it was, I, I got in through a friend of mine, uh, April Irwin. She, I've known her for probably, God, I don't even know, 25, 27 years. Um, she got me into authoring through our former publisher, and then Sadie jumped on the wagon too, and we just started cranking up books. We were doing one a year for about four years, mm -hmm. and then 
pre-COVID, I think, 2020, is that when Half Fate Will Travel came out? Yeah. November 2020? We wrote Half Fate Will Travel, and I if you listen to any of our other podcasts, you'll know the backstory and how that came to be, but um, that book is definitely one of my top favorite books I've written slash mm-hmm. co-authored, but that book was fun in a lot of ways because we did a lot of research. and A lot of foodie research, it's, too. Yeah, it's a travel romance book, but there's a lot of food. You're, you, if you read that book, you better have an appetite because you're going to be hungry. That's right. We did a lot of uh, actual physical research it's, with oh yeah. wine and food wine and, and travel. Pasta. Yep. Um, but the benefit to being the self-published authors is... You have full creative control. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, when I when you solo write, Sadie's my publisher, or well, editor, but we we self published through Inked Fairy Press. Um, good plug. Yeah, and our parent company is Travel Traveling Realms Media. You'll hear us talk a lot more this year about Traveling Realms Media. They are the parent company of Inked Fairy Press, and then our vlogging YouTube channel, Have Fate Will Travel, also. Along with maybe a cooking show hint yeah. hint that we may start called either authors can cook too or have food will travel so could interchange them yeah um so when I was talking about creative control if any of you out there have any thoughts about becoming authors or you know attempting your your crafted quill haha uh, I would watch. Specifically, um, BBC Maestro, M-A-E-S-T-R-O. Lee Child is, if, if you don't know any name author-wise, you should know him. He's the author of uh, Reacher series, and you've probably seen it on Amazon. But he does a whole, God, there's like 35 videos. Mm-hmm. Not all was, them are, they're not all long either. Was it so. like 30 bucks, $32 or something yeah, like that for a, the course, but believe me, it's well we did worth the, it. We did the annual, though, didn't we? Yeah, we ended up signing up for BB, BBC Maestro that we have access now to all of their course videos. So they have, like, songwriting, publishing, writing, all that kind of stuff, but his is the main one we signed up for. And it was, it was we, we knocked them all out in a weekend, and as someone that has loved to write, and i, and I got to be honest, um... I moved around a lot when I was a kid. I had seven elementary schools that I could remember. And every time I moved to a different school, they were they were already doing something that I'd already done or I was in the Same. they were in the middle of. So I was always lost as a kid and about the time sixth grade on up, I finally my my parents finally managed to stay put for the most part. I think we moved one or two more times. But it was within the same district and same school, so I didn't really have to... There was nothing I really lost out on but time. Um, Sadie is, a, I would say, a perfectionist when it comes to grammaticizing, punctuating stuff. And, and you have to be... Editing and proofreading both, yeah. But when you, when you write, and I read... I, I got to think. I think it was Stephen King gave a bit of advice... When he said, when you write, don't worry about anything else. You mm-hmm. just get everything out on paper. And I kind of adapted that a little bit because when I write each Friday night, uh, which hopefully we're going to change that 
from being one day warriors. Um, so hey, I, we've been doing Saturday nights that's too. That's true. We've been really we've kicking butt this year. A couple of times so. we did three days. In a yep. Row. I feel like the fire is returning. Sunshine's out. <gasps> so Stephen Finally. King said, "When you write, don't worry about punctuations. Don't worry about grammar. Just write because." When you're writing a book, you're going to touch that book and read it from cover to cover multiple times. And I would say at the end of the book, you're almost going to not like it because you're going to see it so much. But that's not really a fair statement because you got to love what you're doing. But through the process from conceptualization to finalization, um, I would write it. And then the next week I would go back and read the last chapter, half a chapter, just to kind of like reconnect with my friends as I call them and reread and I would find myself fixing stuff that I because I Sadie will tell you and there's something about when I sit at my desk I my whole body just relaxes and like the day's woes fall off of me and inevitably my head dips sometimes I, you fall asleep I fall asleep I doze but you know what the funny part is like I will hi Bella that is how our golden doodle Bella has joined us she doesn't talk otherwise <laughs> I have her say hey but after dozing in some at some point I finally just snap to and I'm like second third wind yeah but I always go back over what I reread and it's just a good way to reconnect with my characters. Like my this my next manuscript I'm working on, I'm trying to I'm gonna put out an anthology. Shocker, it's probably gonna be a romance. And I know a lot of you guys are like What is he doing? <laughs> There's a lot of dudes out there, fellas, that write romance. Uh, AKA Nicholas Sparks, whom I will say I'm not a fan of, because all his people die. But you I guess quick segue, like why why romance, Stephen? Well, I'm a huge sci-fi fantasy addict. If you look at my book, Sadie will tell you, uh, you're going to see more sci-fi fantasy than anything else. I have a few other books. Um, a quick micro segue. Last summer, Sadie and I were at Goodwill, and I said, hey, I'll pick a book for you, you pick a book for me. And Sadie picked out this Scottish romance, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I've never actually read one. But then I said, you know what? No, I'm gonna read that book because if I'm gonna write in that genre, I gotta, I gotta know. Which is advice of Lee Childs: yeah. read, read, read. Pick up books from do all genres homework. and do the homework, do the research, find out what you like, find out what you hate. And he, I think he said in the BBC Maestro video, he read a book a day. Mm -hmm. God, I wish I had that time just to read a book no a day. Kidding. But I'm also not mid-60s and retired. That's right. So um, I'm still reading the book that Sadie picked out for me last summer. Plus I picked up another, but I just have books everywhere that I'm right in the middle of. But back to the book writing, publishing, editing, all that stuff. Um, this was my first book in two years and I wanted it right. I wanted it phenomenal. You know, it's authors will call all of their books their children, and um, with this being my first book in two years, it's like I became a new parent all over again. And I, uh, it's an awesome book. It's 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 funny to tell people a that I'm an author and I got a book coming up, but b what I wrote in. They're like, you wrote a romance book? Yeah, I wrote a romance book. I like romance because it allows me to. It makes me all kind of mushy inside. And 
if any of you ever remember, like, when you first started dating, that, that feeling of excitement, like, when you weren't really involved, you just started dating someone, you're young, and you like, for me, it was like, I couldn't wait to hold the other person's hand. That's where it always started, like, that feel of, um, I feel like a cotton commercial coming on, the touch of, just, you know, and it's, the feel of cotton. It's, I still get excited with, when I hold my wife's hand, just her, the feel of her skin, and then when I kiss her, the feel of her lips on mine, and that's where I'm going to stop, because it would, the rating of the show would change but you get the point so my first kindred souls book um adventure what, what the heck name is my book which one oh tales from the wonders attic no kindred souls oh, kindred souls trials no before that voyage voyage of the scotsman there we go <laughs> we don't even have that many books and we're already forgetting um i wrote my very first romance scene in that book but i didn't want it to be a cinemax special so I, I wrote how I was feeling at the time. Not that's not the right word. Um, basically, I wrote a scene. I asked Sadie. I said, "Hey, I need you to read this. I need you to be my counterbalance." And believe it or not, it was a one and done. I didn't. I I believe in letting the reader's imagination take over. If if an author lays it all out, well, he did this to her parts and blah blah blah. You're 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 telling everything. Let the, if you're writing erotic fiction, that's yeah. different. But if you're writing just romance, it's, I guess you could say this is speculative romance. Yeah. if that's a thing or even the right terminology. But I just I led the uh, the reader down the path, kind of set the scene, and then boom, moved on. It wasn't like I said. I wasn't. It wasn't that kind of book. And Sadie said, "You nailed it." Inside joke. No, I think he did. No. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was that wasn't right. Um, coffee break. Hold on. Anyways, that's how I used to coin the phrase. Um, I write as if I were a blind person walking through the forest. You use as much of your sensories as possible. So in um, show, don't tell. Yeah, show don't tell. There's a scene in my first Kindred Souls where I open up to historical Scotland and my second main character Kieran McLeod he is in a, a boat harbor and I write about how it's nighttime and the boats are rocking back and forth so forth and so on and it's I showed I didn't tell I showed so um, writing this book's The Sight of Love was yet another romance and it was very much familiar ground because Sadie and I when we write memorable soft touchy feely heartfelt scenes we have our own lives to pull from and what we haven't experienced in life we live vicariously we through live vic others <laughs> through, yeah, our, through characters. our characters we yeah. have fate will travel kind of is a good example imagine of that. what it would be like or what it, you know, and that yeah. that that's really hard to, you know, well, aren't you imagining yourself being with other people? No, but you have to set the scene in your own head. You know, think about when we would have Fate Will Travel. Mm -hmm. there were, we each had our own things that we wrote about in our own chapters. We had to imagine. We had to let our mind go there yeah. in order to put it on paper because if it doesn't make sense in our own head, it's not going to make sense in our reader's head. I think all, all books... 
all books. Blurbs. <laughs> you bleed over, though. You can't help but let your personal either experiences or dreams or anything like that. It kind of bleeds into your books anyway. So, like, when I read Side of Love, when I was editing it for you, I could tell that you and I, our relationship bled over into your characters Absolutely. also. There's always bits and pieces of that in there, too. Well, and then with Half Fate Will Travel, um, there's a part towards the end when they're at the, the Louvre mm -hmm. you were describing her dress that she was wearing mm -hmm. and how it formed around her body and accentuated certain other parts all the right parts and that was a part like many others in that book because literally we wrote for the most part we tried writing a chapter each time we wrote sometimes we managed to crank out two chapters but there's a part not towards the like Two-thirds of the way in, the two main characters are in the Louvre, France. And there's a song I've always loved. Um, Lady in Red. Lady in Red. And that song, to me, I said, honey, we got to do this song this exact moment. And Sadie and I set the scene there in the Louvre. And actually, they were in the castle, the French castle there that's connected. And... Your character, Emma, comes down the stairs. Alex is across the way. He sees her flowing down the stairs like water running down the side of a mountain. Okay, back at it. Sorry. This is what happens when uh, you're doing it live and a uh, package is delivered. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Postman. Hello, dogs barking. Please, please, Mr. So, Postman. Man. Normally we do podcasts in our office, which still isn't soundproof. <laughs> Might not be a bad idea. But we have a mommy and daddy dog and puppies, so you know what? There you go. Um, I believe I was talking about how Sadie wrote about, described the dress, and we showed, we didn't tell. And that is just one aspect that any author that is writing anything you're going to have to um allow a depiction in your reader's mind and that's one of those things where fortunately unfortunately i don't know what the right word is there when you write a romance book uh it depends on if you're you know christian romance erotic romance there are certain levels of explanation or visual explanation that has to be given in order to show don't tell if if all that makes sense wouldn't you agree sadie show yeah. don't tell and i was also going to add what you were talking about if you haven't noticed kind of our theme here too for anybody who wants to learn to write there is inspiration all around you so we've mentioned food um music you know, scenes, sights around you, books, movies, just travel. Look what happened yesterday with Travelstead. Yep. We went out to um, run some errands, and Sadie has a um, book series, uh, Gothic Fantasy. and It's kind of steampunkish. Steampunk, there you go. I was looking for that word. And we just kind of like, sometimes our own writings bleed over to the other but it's weird that's like 
we're just taken over with ideas. I'm like, hey, what about this with Trevor? Mm-hmm. Like, our driveway seems to have this vortex. Especially when I wrote Love Sam. Oh, my God. We were. <laughs> Anyways, um, my book, The Sight of Love, is an, is a romance. I, I would say adventure romance because it was involved with travel. And yep. um, I hope that anyone listening to this podcast will. It's available on, on all formats that I know of Kindle. Soft cover. Did we put it for hard and cover? Hardcover for hard the cover first now. time. And I have this is the first book I'm holding up as if you could see it. It has a wraparound cover. It has a night sky, some trees, all the way around the book, which is different than what we've done before. That's actually a new addition to Amazon publishing. Yep. They give you that option to do now, that. We use KDP, but there's a lot of other options out there too that we're kind of looking into. I also, just to add on there, we use Grammarly. Mm-hmm. So I go through and I edit profusely and proofread. Then I run it through Grammarly to pick up anything. I'm not very good myself as an author at past and present tense situations, as well as keeping it in first, third person, whatever, without, you know, that's just, that's always a work in progress. If you're already an mm-hmm. author, you know exactly what we're talking about. But that's the time to get into things like that and get down to the nitty gritty and pull that stuff apart. And that that fits in the editing process. Where I was talking about earlier about um, Sadie going back over my stuff and mm-hmm. um, I. There are a lot of authors out there that are beyond where I'm at. Obviously, I mean, but I kind of feel like. Putting yourself, you'll you'll learn along the way. You you can't jump into something, and not and know everything. You have to first take that first step forward and say, "Okay, I'm on this road. Let's go." And you know, like I said, I had seven elementary schools. I I didn't know the things I should know, that as an author. And Sadie mm-hmm. helps me a lot. She's like, "Hey, huh, honey, how's this supposed to go?" Like, "Oh yeah, okay, let me redo that." Or like my past and present and future tenses or. But it's easier for me to pick that out in your books, though. When yeah. I do my own, I'm finding the same errors in my book when I go back to edit my own stuff, which have I'm currently I, doing. Have, would you, have I gotten any better at punctuation? Oh, yeah. A little bit. Oh, yeah. It, semicolons and commas always would throw yep. me up. Commas are supposed to take the place of a pause, right? And right. And a semicolon is like when you're adding another addition to your sentence, it's its own thought, but not a complete thought. So it's kind of like... Two partial sentences make up one sentence, right? right? No way to see that. And we were taught by our previous publisher to put a comma in for pause effect. Even if it's not grammatically correct, you put a pause or a comma when you want to make the scene more dramatic. You also shorten your sense- sentences. So instead of saying, the gunman was coming upon me, comma, and he looked me dead in the eyes. I would now shorten that and put the gunman was coming upon me period we look dead in the eyes and in saying that when you're writing an a- any like an action sequence or write a romance scene, whatever sentence return drop down a line set return. you're you're basically setting up the scene as if you're panning across the field each moving sequence is its own paragraph or its own sentence which event you know you don't want to put cram all that into one paragraph because then you've 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 forced all of them. It's like taking one giant breath and then the scene's over. 
Same with, like I mentioned earlier, when I was when Sadie's character Emma was coming down the stairs. You wrote a sentence, you set the line, you set the bait on the hook. Next sentence, you cast the hook into the water. At some point, you've got the reader so involved in your book, they're like, oh my god, that was good. Whew. You've, you've done, you went fishing and hooked your readers, and that's the way you got to do it. And then, when, you know, another aspect, Sadie edited my book. And the, the thing that we used to do together, like, when we first started out, at the end of every writing session or evening, we would each read back to the other the chapter we wrote. A, to kind of like, hey, this is what I was working on. B, and, you know, just the flow. And granted, uh, by the time we were done, it was always almost always 1 o'clock, <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. Now like 2-something. <laughs> and I'm Three. like, I get tired faster than Sadie does. She, yep. There's a whole process to both of our bedtime routines. and um, So when I finished the first draft, Sadie would, I, I would, what did I do? I think I'd go back and i kind of read mm-hmm. it for content. Sadie has, has to double up because not only is she editing, but she also has to read it for content as well. Like, hey, this scene doesn't make sense with this scene. Who is this character? Hey, you wrote this character's name. I think you meant this character. She does all of that, and then once it's done, she uploads it into Grammarly, right? Yep. And then also, when you convert it to Word, there's a whole other editing process that yep. Word has. And then Microsoft Word formatting is my bane of existence. Sometimes yeah. this time when I did Sight of Love, it was flawless. No errors, people. Flawless no on mistakes. the formatting. But I I did it like out of memory, and I didn't do yeah. my list of instructions that I have. So. So and then uh, what was I going to go with that? Um, when you upload it into oh that's where I was going to go. So when you upload it into KDP, right? Mm-hmm. Um. There is only, and, and this is where I was going to go with that, always, always, always get yourself an author copy before you release it because that is, that's where um, Sadie found the one and only mistake, but it was a KDP mistake. It, there was it had to a, do with formatting. Yeah, yeah, it was a formatting error. And the way the chapter, the end of one chapter ended in the one. The like right in the middle started. of the page instead of the top. Yeah. And our saved copy it didn't show that but on kdp's copy on amazon's copy it showed it so i had to fix the formatting and all that kind of stuff so so don't um there's a lot of lessons here when you do self-publishing yeah one problem is that you're you're all it you're writing you're editing you're marketing you're publishing you're there's so much and you know what sadie i've been doing this for when did we leave the other? Three years ago? Four years ago? Probably four. At 20, least. 19? 2018, 19? Yeah. Um, you quickly realize, and, or you don't even, we're still figuring stuff out. Last night we stayed up till wee hours of the morning and hmm. doing social media, finding things we weren't doing before. We're finally on TikTok. I oh, mean, that's a yeah, huge step right there. Both of us were fighting that one and being like, I'm not going to get only, on TikTok. Only because TikTok. I saw the teenage kids these days. I like, know. Hey, did you put, see that new TikTok video? Well, if everybody's on it, there's probably a good reason, which you should incorporate into your own practices. Yeah. Put yourself out there on every social media platform. Tailor it to fit you. But at the same time, follow the trends. True. 
true. What you think is going to be good, you need to study others out there first and then custom fit it to yourself so that it's on what equal playing ground I yeah guess. well i just it? read some conflict conflicting advice on friday when i read an article that said so like especially book covers and even fonts and keywords and things like that people want to make their next book stand out above everyone else so they do these drastic changes they make these wild covers they do all these other things and sometimes it's a turnoff which i never saw it that way but they said to research again it's back to researching your competition Go back to, you know, the the authors that are best-selling authors and have a million followers. Find out what they're doing. Find their fonts, their brands, and not copy what they're doing. Use your own. Make it unique. But kind of fall in line with what everybody else is doing and what's popular. And that's where Sadie and I um, signed up for BBC Maestro. I kept seeing this commercial for, with Lee Child come up on BBC Maestro. And I'm like, hey, honey, you got to check this out. What do you think? And the next day, guess what we were doing? BBC Maestro. And I think that's where I was starting to go earlier. So we watched all these videos, and we basically took everything we thought we knew and threw it out the window. Luckily, there probably wasn't that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lee basically walked you through his process. Now, I'm going to say that term again, his process. You have to give the man some street cred because he's written now 27 books, his yeah, newest one or two with his brother. Yeah, multi-million dollar industry of best-selling authors that so, finally got it right. And with Sadie, um, you started your book, Fragments of Hope, writing it one way and then like nah. my gut feeling told me to put it in first person and to put it from her perspective and her grief journey her journey through grief and halfway through the book a quarter i was closer to halfway through the book i decided maybe i should be telling the story from the third person and at the end when she's done with her grief journey she starts her own book i'll switch to first person after listening to lee his advice was not to do a switch like that. You need to keep it all in the same person. Anyway, long story short, I ended up realizing that my book needed to be in first person. So right now, I'm done with the book. I'm in the editing process for Fragments of Hope. I'm editing it myself. And I have to go back and change the entire book back to first person. And if I had to listen to my gut in the first place, I wouldn't have all this work to do. <laughs> so moral of the story is go with your gut. Yep. But that's just one of those things that comes with the many lessons of doing it all yourself. Yeah. And to continue that part, um, Sadie and I have, I don't know that we will ever go that way. I, it'd be nice is going with a um, big publishing Traditional house. publisher, yeah. Do your research. There are different ways of publishing. I've heard the term vanity press. Yep. They charge you. You you will probably if you have the money, go for it. Be prepared to pay out the nose though. Once we figure out this marketing part of it and the promotional part of it, there is no reason to spend that kind of money to have oh. someone else do the work for you. You guys can literally do this yourself. And I want to just insert here before you go any further. We are going to we both have YouTube channels now. We may start a YouTube channel that I remembered. <laughs> under Inked Fairy Press. But we are going to start uploading short videos and short instructional videos 
and maybe even some like free course content and some free promotional items that can get you guys started as a writer. I also have a course coming up at the local library in June, end of June, Very that quickly. is based off of finding your voice and writing your own story. And I've been asked to speak at the library about that subject. So I think we're going to kind of take take the reins this year and help teach you guys. You don't have to be afraid of it. I think we're overwhelming you all with this information, unless you're already an author. But don't let any of this scare you away all of what we're saying, we're giving you the good and the bad. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything on the bad. And I'm going to help you celebrate the good. But don't shy away from it. No matter how old you are, no matter where you're at in the writing process, it is all worth it. And we would like to be the ones to show you how to do that and help kind of encourage you and take you into the writing field too. And would it be safe to say that if they wanted to publish something... Yes. That you would help them. Yep. You can also... You Notice can, I threw Sadie under the, the bus, not myself. Yeah. Cause I <laughs> you can reach out to either one of us. Um, my email is Sadie K. Frazier at... So it's S-A-D-I-E-K-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R at inpursuitofpurpose.com. Org. Dot org. Mine is craftedquill at... Stephen St. Clair, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-T-L-A-I-R.com. <laughs> and you can reach out to either one of us. Um, we would like, or you can comment below also. Uh, we'd like to help you guys. You can reach out to us. We can get you started. Um, we also have our own publishing company, Inked Fairy Press, that we can possibly accept submissions We've started small and just done ourselves right now for the self-publishing, but we would like to reach out to other authors too eventually and get you guys started too. So let us help you along the way. And speaking of helping people, we did a post-mortem publishing job. Steve. Oh. We had a friend, I guess you could say. Steve. Steve was very much a friend in spirit. Uh, he was an online friend, but I, he and I are both have Scottish ancestry, like heavily so. And I actually met Steve through Sadie about the time we were working on Half Fate. And we chatted off and on for a year or two. And then it was about July after we probably started Half Fate, huh? Yeah. I was like, have you seen any posts from Steve lately? And looked online. He had passed. He had been. We knew he had uh, an an illness, but it basically caught up to him and took him. So, in writing, um, some posting something on his Facebook page, uh, his sister messaged me directly and basically asked if we would be interested in finishing his book that he had started and he had the start to probably the best fantasy book I had read in a long time so we pieced it together and I went back and forth with his sister about hey can you look again there's there just in case there's anything missing and we ended up um, putting a book out by Steve yep. Rogue, Saunders Rogue of Honor is Rogue the name of, of it 
Um, it is a swashbuckling fantasy novel. It is a post-mortem tale of adventure by a man who led an adventurous life. Yeah. And that is one of those that, you know, it was, it was hard to say no. Like, I couldn't finish what he was writing, but what I could do is piece it together and then wrap up the ending. So, like I was talking about romance scenes where you set the scene, I set the scene for the readers. And I tell you what, Steve, I I don't think he was ending the book there, but he left off at the perfect spot to let the readers finish the story in their own heads. And, <coughs> excuse me, we... Sadie did her thing, I did his thing, and then his, Steve's nephew um, is a digital artist and created Steve's book cover. And so he pieced this book together and then threw it out there on Amazon, and lo and behold, our friend was our first, I would say, client. But it was very, it was a very awesome, very awesome adventure. To go, to go down the road. And I, I cried throughout as I can't believe we're doing this. Did we ghost publish? I guess you could say we did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we probably, I would say, had Steve's blessing on it. Um, we kind of, once we did our part, we turned it over to his family to take charge of what else needed to happen. Uh, it was no longer our baby, so... Sorry, I had to retrieve my shoe from the mouth of one of seven puppies that we have right at the moment. So there's that. So if you'd like to, you know, test the waters and publish with us, um, A, stay alive. It's much easier to, to write a book when <laughs> Sadie's shaking her head. But in all, in all seriousness, though, um, we'd, we'd love to take you on board and work with you because, you know, it's what, it's what we do. I'm going to be doing a little bit of life coaching things, too, here coming up. I have my master life coach certificate, um, but I'm going to work with everything. I'd like to mainly work with authors and writing your story, especially people who've had trauma that need help healing from that trauma and rewriting their own story. So you hear a lot more about that coming up in this next year. That's I'm going to switch over to some nonfiction, um, things like that, too, and helping out. I've also, on my podcast the daily escape podcast i have a decluttering series you'll hear a lot of you know me talking about trauma and healing from that so um yeah well we've got something cooking in the fire don't we we have lots of irons in the fire that we hope to actually push forward and ignite our dreams this year so so i'm I'm seeing the time here we're keeping up on 45 minutes shocker and (laughs) This podcast mainly was supposed to revolve around my new book coming out Tuesday called uh, The Sight of Love. I hope you check it out. Um, Kindle, softback, hardback, no picture book. (laughs) Um, Grab yourself a copy, read it, review it on Amazon for me. Um, Yeah, it's going to be fun. I've got other stuff coming up too. I'm trying to finish i'm in the middle of writing another book called mount hope shocker it's a romance but i've got some science fiction out there that's uh hanging on i need to really get back to i got one particular manuscript called the star searcher it's 
two years old manuscript. You've been doing a lot more sci-fi stuff through Readsy. Uh-huh. That's another thing you guys can do is join Readsy, R-E-E-D-S-Y, prompts. Um, they have like weekly prompts that you can, you can pay $5 and join with that also and actually submit them. Or you can just save them to your profile so you have kind of a history built up of stories and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I see more sci-fi coming out with you in those. They mm-hmm. really make you think. And it's, it's easier for that to think on the fly because I yeah. just I have sci-fi in my blood. Romance novels take a little bit more thought. And, but it's you know, good practice, too, it is. for it's, inspiration. You're putting your brain to work and getting her done. And you might just catch a little glimpse of a new novel mm-hmm. while you're doing this little prompt. So you never know. I wrote one what two weeks ago. The first prompt called Sheila. Yeah. It was actually an acronym, but it was sci-fi, and it's just like, woo! <laughs> Look yeah. what I just did. So thank you, Reed Z prompts for that. That's right. So, anyways, this has been my first. I guess what I'm going to call my third season of uh, the Crafted Cool Podcast with. Sadie K. Frazier from the Daily Escape podcast. You're going to see a lot more of us now that we can do these from our phone and we can take you with us anywhere. I think you'll see a lot more of us out and about. On we'll bring you We'll bring you with on our adventures. We'll go to coffee shops. We'll do it just yeah. driving around. They may not all be almost an hour long, but you know what? If they are more free to listen to. It tends to happen when we put our mouths together. So, Ooh. Kissing? <laughs> Not what I meant. Speaking of romance. All right. Well, this has been our my first, our first official podcast of the year on the Crafter Club podcast, and we hope you liked it. See you later. See you on the flip side. Peace out. Do this.